0: Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we have finished Academ's Fury. Last book or last uh, episode in the book, so no warm up today. Mm. Those are apparently the rules that <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> we don't make the rules either, but. Uh, That's, yeah. Those are the rules. We just... <laughs> I I think we need to start strong, though, Luke. Because I've got something I'm a little heated about. Okay. I'm calling bullshit on Kite. All right. I'm calling bullshit that Kite and Daroga and none of the Marat lie. That they don't lie. Ever. Ever. Oh, was this in this section? Yeah. It was in I this agree. section and I think a little bit of the last section as well, but we didn't really talk about it. Um, No. I don't believe you that no Marat lie ever, that they just don't have the concept of a lie. Yeah, not even having the concept is wild. Like, imagine okay, here's why not even having the concept is wild. Because the first person that comes up with the concept is incredibly powerful. Okay, so there is a movie about this. Exactly. This is this is what kind of what I'm alluding to. It's uh I can't remember The Invention of Lying Yeah, the invention of lying. With Ricky Gervais. Exactly uh the first marat that tells a lie is king day one <laughs> yeah i a hundred percent agree with you it's ridiculous um i feel and like, now i just want to comb through like the first book for evidence of a lie and here's the thing about it too like i don't think i think that Kate is lying when she says they don't lie. I think the Marat just have a series of things that they like to say to people who are foreigners to make them feel stupid and not as cool as the Marat. And I think one of them okay. is, oh, you guys lie? Oh, what? We don't even know what that is. that is. That seems like that's really bad for your whole society to lie. I can't believe why you <laughs> would do that. Oh, no. That definitely could be it. The other thing I was thinking is that... So Kate is a child mm-hmm. and left before, like, growing up, basically. Yes. It could just be a thing that they tell their kids. I think—I De- want to say Daroga this, mentions this, too, though. Does he? Okay. I th- I feel like Daroga has also said the same thing. I could. It could be an instance of, like, me— remembering something kate said as something daroga said because they speak kind of similar sometimes right but i thought there was a discussion with daroga as well that was like oh you guys lie that's so dumb the the idea of it's wild as to like as to children i think especially yeah because like i feel like before i would have even well, I don't, it's hard to parse between like what I'm getting from our culture versus not, but like the first time that my parents are like, Hey, did you brush your teeth? And I don't want to brush my teeth. I, I feel like I don't need to be taught. No, it's so natural lies. to just be like, I yeah, be I like, did. Yeah. I'm a natural. <laughs> right. Maybe the Marat are just not born with a dishonest bone in their body. They just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We always, always bring up something and then I end up going so deeply into it. But I feel like to have a society that doesn't lie, you have to go through like much deeper structural things than just like the concept of lying. Right? There has to be like no consequences for bad things. That's super vague, but you know what I mean? Like Mm, tell me more. Because because there are things that like if I lied, if I if I did and told the truth about, I would get in trouble. So like, I'm gonna lie. Let's say. Okay. I feel like to to make lying not a thing, you have to erase the like the the uh motivator for lying i see you, what you're you saying. don't motivate like or you don't erase the like mechanism of lying you erase the motivation for lying I see which is what a you're much saying. deeper change right because if somebody does something bad that they don't want to own up for the, it's so easy to just lie about it and then you don't have to own up for the bad thing that you did like why right. wouldn't they have just lied about it instead of taking the bad punishment for the thing that they did <laughs> right yes i feel like this is probably true honestly with the marat i feel like they're pretty libertarian yeah aside from the whole like go get this cool mushroom and we won't murder you thing like that's our only rule yeah the other okay the other thing the other like motivator for lying which i find myself is like the biggest way that i lie yeah is laziness Ooh, okay. This is something that my partner and I have talked about. where, like, if there's something that happens that I like don't really want to explain, <laughs> I'll just like tell I'll just like shorten it to something which is technically a lie. Uh-huh. But it's just like it's better. It's not really it's a victimless crime, I feel like. You no, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, like a lot of storytelling is lying in a certain way. Right. Right. But I think here they're talking about Saying something that you know is untrue. Which it feels a little different from just like shortening a story or like leaving out details or like, you know what I mean? Like it feels a little different when you're intentionally misleading someone. Right. I will say there's a third category we haven't broached yet. Okay. And those are the nice lies. Those are the ones like, I love your haircut. Right. (laughs) Like great haircut. That's a nice lie. Even if it's if it, if that haircut is busted, then it's a nice thing to even even to just say it. you like their haircut. It doesn't hurt anybody. In fact, it might hurt somebody if you were like, "Ooh, what happened?" <laughs> and yeah, I feel like they gotta can, have this. They this has to happen because mm, our boy Jim Butcher really loves calling people ugly, and one of the people that he loves calling ugly is Daroga. <laughs> every time we're reminded about what daroga's face looks like it is ugly (laughs) i think i i think i wrote down he called daroga ugly like three times in this last section when he was referring to him uh can we pick a different adjective at least once like noble maybe, or I don't know, Ooh. some other adjective because Daroga's doing a lot of cool stuff. We don't need to remind the reader that he's ugly all the time. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, somehow, I guess at this point it just like like I just brushed past those descriptors. <laughs> One of Daroga's key features, according to Jim is he's ugly. So rude, so rude. Even That's if it's tough. <laughs> even if it's like so, like, like <laughs> earth shatteringly ugly. Like even if Daroga is like the ugliest man any of these people have ever seen, there's more to him than that, right? Um, <laughs> he's very muscular. I will say we he, we get a lot of descriptors of him being very muscular. Yeah, which is nice. Which is. Which is good, I guess. I don't know. He's also loyal. Uh, it just he's got to be so ugly if that's like the one of the first things people think of when they see him. And if that's the case, I imagine like some of his people in his tribe probably lied to him a little bit. Like if he right. is so ugly that it is like one of his key features. He's the chief of a tribe. Like, people probably aren't constantly telling him how ugly right. he is. <laughs> well, assuming that he's asking people, though, because that's a, that's assuming. <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. He could just be like, hey, does this new loincloth look good? And in their mind, they're thinking, uh, maybe on someone else, but your face kind of ruins it. <laughs> they can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's BS. It's propaganda. <laughs> you think this is Alarian or Alaran propaganda? Well, not a like it's 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 uh Marat propaganda. That he's ugly? Oh no no no. no. The lying thing. The lying oh the thing. lying thing is for sure propaganda. The, yeah, yeah. I think that the Marat are like, hey, we gotta make sure that everyone knows that we're super cool, so just tell everyone that we don't lie. They're going to love it. Yeah. We bond with animals. We don't have sex with them. We bond with them. And we don't lie. That's key. That's key. And our leaders are apparently very ugly. And we're fine with it. We don't even care. No, it's fine. But their children are it's apparently fine. super hot because they're the love interest of the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah, that all tracks. Good job, (laughs) Marat. Love the Marat. I'd be one. Um, No, thank you. Okay. (laughs) Can we... Okay. Can we talk about the First Lord for a minute? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He comes to... Is at the end. Yeah. And it's just (laughs) like no explanation <laughs> and like we did is this the Odin sleep that he's coming out of <laughs> yeah he beat it he did good and uh, you gotta be careful though because maybe it'll happen again <laughs> their doctors suck so bad their doctors are terrible because they're just like yeah, I don't know why the first lord went out maybe it was the wine maybe stop drinking wine I mean, like, you gotta suspect, like, poison or something. No one's even really suspicious of external things. Especially by the convenience of this, right? Like, he is knocked out of Kamish until literally all of the danger has passed. And, like, as right. soon as it's over, he wakes up immediately. Right. What? Which which has me thinking that, like, the Vord did something. Or the First Lord did something. Ooh. You think he was faking it? <laughs> He was awake the whole time. He was every now and then he'd like he'd like crack an eye open and peek out and be like, "Is anybody here? I really want some popcorn." Oh, they're still here. I got a pee. Just giving Tavi some some experience. Exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. This is why I'm thinking he would have done it. Is he was like Tavi needs to activate a fury of some kind, and I've got to put him in a tough situation for that to happen. Right. Because like, what are the external things that happened to the first Lord when he was sick nothing he was unconscious he just like passed out one day yeah i like this theory actually okay so i think that this this book takes course over a very short time period it's like two days or something yeah it's very short yeah okay because i was about to be like did he eat but two days it's fine i guess Yeah, for sure. I'm on board with this. Uh, He's faking it. Um, Very, very bold. Trying to get Tavi some experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's clearly interested in setting Tavi up. I think we learned last book that Tavi was like his grandson or something. Or it's like so obvious that that's probably the case at this point, right? Right. Right because i forget something like that the thing was like septimus apparently slept with somebody at the end like right before he died isana right and like that's the thing now and so like Tavi is the grandson and so like the heir uh right and so maybe he's like yeah he's trying to get him to take his place and so he's like i'll just fake being almost dead and we'll see what happens you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder... which He must have known that the Vord were there. Right? Oh, yeah. He knew the Vord were there. He was, like, sitting on his cot as that one Kane warrior was, like, coming into the meditation chamber. And Tabby's like, uh-oh, could I kill this guy? And the First Sword's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Please do it, Tabby. <laughs> There's some close calls. <laughs> Incredibly close calls. And it also okay here's the other kind of insane thing about this whole book the plot of this whole book mm-hmm. the vord and the Cain come up with this plan to kill the first lord right mm-hmm. there is no way that would have worked if he was conscious right it doesn't seem like it because Lady Aquitaine shows up and just crushes it. She shows up and right. it's like, battle is over. We are done with the battle. Thank you very much. A first, The First Lord is apparently even more powerful than that. What are they hoping to accomplish? How are they going to do this? Like, when they get taken out by Lady Aquitaine. I mean, I, it's very possible that they just don't realize how powerful the the like super good people are although they the first lord has been like single-handedly stopping hurricanes right that's like they've been testing him with that they've like been sending hurricanes to him to be like hey is this gonna be the one are we gonna make it through and oh nope he stopped this one too damn it right i mean there is a little thing here about the like limits of fury crafting down in this hole which I want to put a little pin in, because okay. it's actually insane to have this kind of a place that your most powerful Fury Crafter stays for an extended period of time. But I'm gonna yes. put a I'm gonna put a little pin in that, and we're gonna come back to okay. it. The first thing we need to talk to, we need the first thing we need to get to, before we get to that pin, is the Canes' plan. Okay, their plan. Is to team up with the Vord, who I'm guessing they don't know very much. They don't know like a lot about the Vord. Right. And they're going to be like, hey, are you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So sure, me and the Vord will team up and take out the first Lord. That sounds good. You that's like world ending. You've just created an apocalypse by that happening because the Vord are going to crush you all yes like you made such a bad deal with the vord for like no game I okay I agree with you there um I would also say maybe this is taking us too far away from from the point that you're wanting to make but I feel like the vord overplayed their hand oh <sighs> By saying, oh, you think they weren't powerful enough to try and do what they were doing? Well, it's like, they've been there for like, how long? I don't know. What a disappointing little flourish they had so far. Granted, one of them escaped and is probably going to go off and do their thing. But they've been trapped in the wax forest for like decades, for a very long time. They get out, they start reproducing, they get three little bugs going and then within, like, a week, it's all over. Right. This is, my, this is my thing, though. Because, like, I think Daroga says you have, I don't know, two days. Before they reproduce. Before they split into three right. or something. Right. <laughs> if I'm the Vord, like, <laughs> this is easy. I want an easy mode. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not attacking the first lord when I only have, like, two queens. Right. It's exponential I, growth. I, I'm going to wait a week and have like 20. (laughs) Right. No, I'm not going to do a pitched battle against the Fury Hold. No, I'm leaving. I'm going to make a nest somewhere else and just going to take some village and then make make three more. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm waiting like uh, a week. They could have waited a week and crushed the whole world, but they were like, "Mm, nah, we got to go for the top. Okay, yes, yeah. we should have acknowledged that. The Vord, for how strategically intelligent they seem to be, they're missing some key components of battle strategy. <laughs> right. Or maybe or just, just impatient. basic exponential number math that they didn't or Or know. it could be like a a glory-seeking thing, mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to be the queen that does it, and if I don't, there's going to be like 20 of us. <laughs> right. Right, like, they wanted to be the one. That's fair. Although, like, why do they even care? Why do they care about the First Lord at all? Why did they agree with the Cain to be like, oh, yeah, we should take out the leader of this country. I don't care who the leader of the country is. I'm going to eat them all anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm changing up my strategy. Mm -hmm. It's a bad strategy. And, okay, so... Let's bring it back to the cane also just had a really bad plan. Like why are we mm. why are we teaming up with these bug things that are clearly not up to good at all? Yeah, I think it's just that they must hate the humans so much. It's too much. That's too much to hate the humans. That is too much. We need some therapy, if that's how much we're hating the humans, because you are literally like killing your own friends and like for no reason, for no reason at all, is not good. It was not good. No, bad plan. But we need to come all the way back out to that pin we put in about five minutes ago of this mm-hmm. meditation chamber. Yes. Why does this exist? Okay, so so let's describe it, right? Yeah. So it's a. It's it's in the palace, right? Mm-hmm. It's like at the bottom of the palace at the bottom of the palace, one way in and out. Yep. Like super deep. Um I, there's some stairs. It's uh-huh. fairly narrow, I yes. guess. Yes. And as far as we know and I and I and I think like I think we would know at this point, there seems to be no like secret exit. Which is part of the thing that I'm like there needs to be a secret exit to this freaking meditation chamber right right let's 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 stipulate that we haven't gotten the first lord's perspective maybe he's the only one that knows that there's a secret exit it seems unlikely it seemed like like miles or someone would have known but there's that possibility okay sure i'll acknowledge yeah yeah but (laughs) but you've made a death trap why is it below ground all right, so here's, here's what I'm thinking for possible explanations for why this is how it is. Maybe mm. it needs to be somewhere that's really isolated from Furies. And, like, okay. maybe when you get deep underground, it's, like, more chill down there. It is like a meditation okay. room, right? Maybe you got to get get away from those crazy wind Furies. and And when you can get down in there, things are, like... It's like true meditation, maybe, 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 but you need to have some like, some like protection, some like insurance policies because all they have, sure. They have like guard posts, but like, if I throw a bomb down there or like light the thing on fire, like they're so worried about somebody firecrafting because it'll suck all the air out. Great, I can just make fire. I don't need a fury to do that. I'm going to kill you now. Right, that's like easy assassination. It's incredibly easy. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Or the same thing with earth crafting. Like, just collapse the thing. Right, oops, you're dead. <laughs> and I get that, like, when the first lord is up and awake, this wouldn't really work because he would probably be able to counter it in some way. But, like... This whole plan relied on him not being able to fight you anyway. Right. And and it almost worked because he was just like in a vault underground and he couldn't escape. Yeah. You have, Um, uh, you have like literal helicopter people. You could put a helipad on the top of your thing and just like escape whenever you want. But instead you're like, let's take him down to the most secure but also, like, entrapping chamber in the whole thing and hope I they feel don't like get the, us. I feel like the reasoning has to be unrelated to to safety. It has to be something like your first idea of, like, he has some kind of magical, um, like, enhancers or something that can only be down there. That's That's the only way it makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah, cuz otherwise this place sucks. This is such a bad <laughs> it's terrible. It's not a good place to keep the king, the first lord safe. Right, like in a world where everyone where you can fly and the first lord is also more like a better fury crafter than everyone. Like the the safest place is not I don't know. It's not deep underground. Not yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's really dumb. Okay, since we're since we're on the assassination attempt. Yeah. <clears throat> so, this is going to look like the, um, the Cain tried to assassinate him. Yes. Right, because they're the ones that were, like, the bodies that were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, in this same section, I okay. So, so we were talking about how they have a. Seems like a very poor relationship with Varg. Uh-huh. In this section, we learn that they're, like, at war. Like, internally, basically. you mean? No, no, no. Like, the humans and the cane are essentially at war. Yes, yes. And so, like, yeah, they're gonna try to kill him. What do you mean? <laughs> You're saying, like... <laughs> Like why weren't they more prepared for this? I mean a couple of things. Number yeah. one, it yeah. doesn't matter that it looks like it was them, because like you're already at war with them. <laughs> They're already sending hurricanes towards your coastland. Um Yes. Yes. And then also, why do you have an ambassador? Oh well, like, diplomacy's always an option, Luke. <laughs> it's clearly nice sending messages in human skin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Luke, at least they're messages. Hmm? That's true. They're talking. That's true. It's discourse, baby. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just these guys are very powerful fighters. Yes. You're at war with them. Hmm. I just don't think they sh- you should be allowing them in your palace. Well, I mean, part of it, too, which I don't remember if this is explicitly stated or not but part of it could be them wanting to just show off how dope the first Lord is. Okay. And so, yeah, he's an ambassador, but he's mainly there to just witness the first Lord being incredible. So he can send messages back being like, not yet. Oh, not yet. Don't come yet. The first Lord, uh, he just, he just swallowed a hurricane. I saw him do it. (laughs) Right. I mean, counterpoint though, like, basically a spy. Right, yeah. That's allowed. Yeah, but he's and under also it's he's like, under like armed guard 24-7. Yeah, but his guards are leaving all the time. It's like, hey, uh, I know exactly what's happening in the palace. Go tell everyone else. Yeah. Oh, hey, I just learned that the capital city is so dangerous that <laughs> no one can walk around safely. Uh that seems bad. We're crushing it. <laughs> Crime is way up. <laughs> the civil war in like two weeks, probably.
1: Get, Get him hu- out of here. Get hungry. Get him
0: out. Yeah, um... You can't be an ambassador. Okay, so so he talks to Tavi, right? Yeah. And Tavi asks him why he's showing him. Okay, so so Varg shows Tavi like the things that he's discovered, and Tavi's like, "Why are you showing me this?" Yeah. And he's basically is like, yeah, I want to murder you and your entire civilization, but I don't want to do it like sneakily. You're not an ambassador. You have to leave. You're <laughs> right. providing no value as an ambassador. If you're like telling me that you want that your one goal is to kill me. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't. That's not the starting point for any negotiation right there's no you can't start with yeah i would like to see you all dead and your families and crops burned and pillaged in that order but it's like, but in the meantime all right yeah i'll talk all right man uh mm, yeah i don't know i think it's insane okay here's the cra. uh here's the crazier thing luke This is the only ambassador we've heard from so far. Right. Yes. What? The Marat you're actually close to, which uh, granted at the end, we do get an ambassador that is Marat that comes in. That's like Kate and it's like a fun little reveal here. But like, why wasn't that day one when you realized you're on the same team? Why wasn't that like, oh... I'm Gaius and I've realized the Marat are now cool. You come with me to the capital so we can maintain this bond of like friendship and ignore the other ambassador. He sucks. Don't talk to him. Like the only ambassador these guys have is somebody who has stated that they want to murder them. (laughs) No! No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's so This is why this is why Gaius has got to go. Yeah, he really does. He's uh I also Kitten. Can, can we move on to the kind of at the end of this after he's woken up? Sure, sure. So he wakes up and I think he does a lot of work to try and make him sound cool. Like Gaius does a lot of work trying to make it make up for what he's done. By being like, Mm. oh, I am actually very powerful and capable. Ooh, look at me. Right. I don't buy it at all. I was not impressed. I'm not buying this campaign of like, oh, wow. Yeah. uh, I snuck that little raincoat down into Fidelius's zone. And, oh, yeah, I'm back now. So everything's back to normal and we'll figure all this out. Uh, No. No, that doesn't work. Sorry, no. You don't get to yeah. do that. You don't get to now be cool and powerful and awesome after being out of commish and the whole realm almost falling apart because of it. Right. Well, I would say falling apart faster than it already is. Yes, yes. Uh, n- No, you can't rehabilitate your image that quickly. I'm not buying it. I ag- I agree with you 100%, which again, this is why I'm team Aquitaine. I actually, after we've gotten to the end of this, I'm I'm actually also Team Aquitaine. (laughs) You've got to be. There's no other reasonable position. Guy sucks. Being Team Aquitaine is the only acceptable political position in my mind after you've read this book. I think they've got a lot of work to do rehabilitating their image with the Marat because I think the Marat are going to be essential allies going forward. Sure. But aside from that, like, okay, here's my other problem with the Aquatanes, though. We're not shaking up the structure at all. We're not shaking up the system at all. So we would just be replacing Gaius with Aquitaine. Granted, that would be a step up because they're actually capable of doing what Gaius apparently can't do. Sure. Like, they fix all the shit. Well, what what do you mean end. by shaking up the system? Do you mean, like, like, proposing a different form of government? We still have one person who's, like, in charge of all of the shit. Like all of this is still going through the Aquitaine family, and like, there's that's not going to work. That's not an effective long-term political solution to this problem are that you, we've identified. He's taking it up with, with monarchies now. <laughs> but mm, just like the absoluteness of this monarchy is too much. Okay. And so, like, um, sure, for a short-term fix, we need Aquitaines in, but I think long-term solutions. We need, we need a shake-up here. We gotta get democracy, is what Dan wants. Or something, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think that the Aquitains can clearly do a better job. And they're also so cool. We already talked about Lady Aquitaine. We get a little glimpse of them hanging out together in a kind of weird way. But... <laughs> <laughs> Also, the guy, the Lord Aquitaine also seems very cool. Not uh, in terms of like, not in terms of like, I like him uh-huh. and want to hang out with him necessarily. But again, they're bringing the swag back. They do seem so, to have a pretty high level of swag. That's true. Which is what you want. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking for that as my, as my, leader though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I want something useful. I, I want some stability. I want somebody with years, of, decades of experience who's just going to do the job. Okay, but, you know. Yeah. Although the age actually now might be an issue. Okay. We're, I think we're getting off track. Um. So, mm, I have another big problem with guys at the end. Okay. Tavi. And this might be a bold statement, but I don't think I'm exaggerating that much. Tavi single-handedly saves the world from being consumed by the Vord. Okay. And the First Lord, Gaius, pats him on the back and says, You did pretty good, kid. <clears throat> Uh, no. Tavi gets a parade, at the very least, and a national holiday. Yeah. This is the equivalent of, like, a college student, like, inventing the atomic bomb in his dorm room and ending World War II. Like, so... This is such a huge like what Tavi did was such a big thing, and he gets like almost no props from the first lord. And I'm pissed about it. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay. I thi- I think that this extends to several people as well, though. Okay, yeah. Right. Um because it definitely extends to Max. Yes. Mm-hmm. It almost extends to like everybody involved though i know i think there were some key players here though like tavi is so sure but i mean i think that like the 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 squad out that's in um calderon also essential true because like the part that saves the world is stopping the vord in general not necessarily specifically stopping them against the first lord you know what i mean for sure for sure yes 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 but like I can see how that maybe wouldn't get as much props because it's not as, like, close to the First Lord, right? For example, this whole, like, everything seems to be balanced right now. And if the First Lord goes, the whole realm will go into civil war, it seems like. And if the whole realm goes into civil war, the Vord are definitely taking over. Like, no question the Vord are... Like, not going to take over it given a civil war situation. And if they take over that continent, they're gonna just like it's exponential growth, like we already talked about. Like, it's over at that point. Uh So that's why I'm like kind of more focused on the First Lord because I feel like Gaius might be able to do something about the Vord if he's like awake and able. Okay. Right. He's very powerful, he can command a lot of troops and stuff. But if he gets taken out, And the realm devolves into civil war and there's like a Vord out there just recreate like it's there's no shot. They've got no shot at that point. It's all over. Mm -hmm. It's all over. It feels like it would all come tumbling down. And so I honestly feel like it's less important that the Calderon folks ended the Vord there. Okay, sure. Then Tavi saving the first Lord and stopping the Vord from like taking over. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Yeah, and he gets a pat on the back. Right. He gets a he gets a he gets a firm handshake and a nod from some people, and they stop calling him like kid, and that's it. So okay, so I 100% agree with you. I guess my question is, what do we what are we giving Tabby? Like a raise? <laughs> it's a good start it's a hell of a good start (laughs) at least 10% a 10% come on he's worth more than that um I mean he should graduate (laughs) I don't know though he still doesn't know how to fury craft yeah I I think maybe honorary degree is acceptable but I'm not going to give him like a real degree people need to know he didn't actually study for that degree you know what I mean Right, right, but it doesn't seem like there's a like method for getting him to fury craft. I don't know. maybe the, that's what the first Lord is doing. right. Did you so we just have to put we just have to put the realm in danger a few times until Tavi figures it out. There was a moment where Tavi, when he was attacking the cane that was down in the meditation room, where he said a fury came over him and I was getting hype because I was like, this is it. This is where he yeah. gets his fury. But it was just the emotion fury. And I was like, damn it. Right. Um, yeah, I was getting I was getting a little hyped there, too, because I was expecting it. But still it now. does seem like it's coming. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting less and less hopeful over time. <laughs> Maybe I'll get something different. Maybe I'll get something better. Maybe maybe he'll soul bond to like a tree or something. That'd be a weird love Which triangle. Is much better. That'd be very cool. Very cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I in general agree with you. <clears throat> I think. Well, okay. So we only saw we we haven't maybe maybe it comes next. You know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, well, okay, well, okay, okay. Actually, let's let me let me continue with my question. What mm-hmm. what do you think they should get? Because they can't like give them a parade because they're training to be cursors. Right. And this whole operation was kind of hush-hush, right? Right. But you know it wasn't hush-hush, Luke. The fact that the first lord was almost assassinated. Right. So you just throw everybody in that where you're like these people were essential to not to keeping me alive. Like True. these people were so helpful to me in my time of need they all know that Tavi is like the page of the first lord so he was just there and he he was very heroic he was the most heroic bravest boy there and you give him like the biggest medal Mm -hmm. you give him like a dinner plate sized piece of gold and you're like thanks kid (laughs) okay okay how to how, my question is how famous is tabby already I, I, I think pretty famous but for the wrong reasons like because he can't fury craft you mean yes I like can a famous person be a cursor uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like the the one the person that brings a okay that's true to the capital? Yeah, point yeah totally Okay. It's just, Gaius does not recognize talent. He doesn't recognize and nurture talent like he needs to. And it, he's just relying on everybody committed to the office. You know, they're giving respect to the office, but he's not passing that honor down to anyone. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Ah, it feels bad. It feels bad. You got to start giving your, your younger subordinates some more responsibility. <sighs> I mean, it it's resulted in the problem we have now. <laughs> right. Right. Um can we talk about one of the friends? Yes. The the girl, I forget I forget their names, but the girl who is not actually who she says she is. This is very creepy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I just like I actually I don't know, like, I don't know if the reveal gave me goosebumps necessarily, but just, like, the idea of this, it feels like a horror movie to me. Right, where you're actually, like, your classmate isn't, your classmate was actually murdered and this person has taken their place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really not good. And mm, it also just exposes so many weaknesses in this crew. Like, sure, you have to be somewhat skilled to do this but not like one in a trillion skill like it's there's two people young people who can apparently fear like watercraft so good to look like a different person completely and fool everybody right that's like a big ah we gotta have more security about that <laughs> it does the watercrafting to to look however you want does seem like a should be a bigger deal like, do we, do we need a fingerprint system or something. Yeah. Yeah. No one's asking for, like, qu- questions. You know what I mean? Right. There's no security questions to check and make sure you are who you say you are. Yeah. Yeah. What street were you born on? What's your dog's middle name? That's a good one. Take some notes from Harry Potter. Seven. <sighs> okay. Yeah. The... Mm. It was very creepy, though, especially when they pointed out that she was probably also insane, because in order for a powerful watercrafter to murder somebody, they kind of have to be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. I almost I almost wish we would have gotten a little bit more with her in it. Yeah, I agree. I think it would have made it even like better of a reveal at the end. Do you think, okay, is it more impressive for her to be able to pull this off? Or is it more an indictment on Tavi and his friends for not figuring it out earlier? I think it's purely impressive. Okay. I think it's purely impressive because she's also exposed to so many like powerful people every day that don't Mm -hmm. catch on. True. Right, like sure, Killian knew, but that was like part of the game. But like nobody else knew what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. And it's, it's going to be tough to keep this knowledge and be friends. Do you think they are? Do you think they're gonna like? Hey, they're. I mean, they're going to try to. How do you do that? i don't know i don't think you can <laughs> you're never it's going also so <laughs> scary by the way because like if she finds out that you know she's murdering you in your sleep she's murdering you it's immediately terrible. no matter where you are so if i'm at mini golf and she suddenly catches wind she's also a powerful water crafter so she can do <laughs> the like testing your emotions so if i'm at putt putt and i'm, I'm like About to hit par, but I suddenly think, oh, I hope she doesn't murder me because she's an assassin. And she catches on. You're getting clubbed to death at the mini-putt course. So you're not inviting her out after that. I get that Tavi, because he's been through all of this and is who he is, is, like, on board with this. But if I'm, uh, I forget his name. Aaron? If I'm Aaron, like, no. (laughs) The first load comes up to me, hey, your best friend's a psychopathic murderer. Um, Hey, your Hermione is actually you, a if psychopath. If she finds out that you know, uh, it could be bad. But I just need you to be, <laughs> be chill about it. <laughs> she probably murdered the girl you think she's she is right now. I know, yeah. Oof. Um, but let her cheat off your history exam. No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm definitely tapping out as well. There's no way that I'm doing that. Mm-mm. Okay, my last note here, which I was we ha- we haven't talked about Bernard and his side of things very much, but my last note is about the Vord. <clears throat> we had talked about the like weak points in the Vord. And then the actual, like, and the, these are, the, like, the Vord warriors. Yeah. I feel like the queen knows that this is a huge weakness because, like, she's not using them at all. Right. Do you know what I mean? She's, like, after always this first using battle, Taken. After this first battle, it's all Taken. Uh-huh. Which, like, okay, so so I feel like there's, there's let's say, three forms of Vord. There's the queen, then there's the little warriors, and then there's the little takers. Yes, and the spiders takers also. oh and the spiders yeah uh takers mvp for sure right yeah no question it's like takers then maybe queen then spiders and then void warriors are like bottom of the heap <laughs> for sure yeah yeah no doubt because of this like it's this weak point right and they don't get used at all no I wonder if they're, like, within the Vord hierarchy, if they're more like worker ants, where they're responsible for, Mm. like, tending to eggs and, like, finding food and foraging. Right. Like, we're calling them warriors just because that's what we've seen. Mm -hmm. But really, the glowing weak points are, like, where they feed their young or something. (laughs) right like they're not really qualified to be going out doing battle but they're not gonna say no if the queen's like i need you to fight for me right that's my take yeah I, mm, i agree with your ranking system i think the queen honestly i think i might put the queen pretty low Okay. I I feel like I'm putting the queen barely above the workers. Ooh. Below spiders? Below spiders. (sighs) Okay. Because queen seems dumb. Based on what we talked about earlier, you mean? Why is the queen constantly putting themselves out in the battle? This is true. Sure, you're, like, slightly more powerful than everything else, but, like... You are responsible for making all of these things. So if you die, it's like game over, pretty much. Mm-hmm. She You're doesn't a- know her worth. Right. Exactly. She needs to know how valuable she is and recognize that just because she wants to go fight doesn't mean it's for the best of the Vord for her to go fight. She needs to say, there's a big army coming. I'm going to leave a bunch of people here and just leave. I'm out. You guys can handle mm-hmm. it. Deuces. It's a good point. It's a good point. And I maybe there's some element of, like, the queen is, like, controlling everything, and so she has to be close by. But she, yeah. she doesn't have to be at the very front of the battle, like, dueling with the most powerful people. Right. So I, I put her low. I put her low for sure. Okay, so so I think that her potential is very high, right? Because she's the one that's like reproducing and making the yeah. The Vord warrior potential is so high if they don't have a glowing weak point. Fair. Also, the Vord queen can like read thoughts and things, which was an un- which was an underutilized talent. I feel read thoughts. She can do it apparently like very infrequently, and uh, also it sounds like they can mess with perception. Right. They seem incredibly powerful, but they also seem incredibly dumb about where they're involving themselves in a battle. Well, they just woke up, damn. They were born uh, yesterday. That's true. They were born yesterday. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah uh, they got to get it together. I mean, I oh, hope God. they don't, but... Round two, though. One of them escaped. That's a nightmare also that's can we talk about at the end of this they're like nice we won everything's cool and it's like i don't know now you're just at a slightly worse spot than where i started this book right you know what i mean like where we started this book we didn't even know about the board i think that now the problem like instigated with this book has been slightly resolved not fully yeah, especially considering now the Vord seem to have allies with some of the Cain. Mm-hmm. Which, if they have allies, it, it still seems over, right? Because now they can just exponentially grow in a safe place. I can't tell what causes the Queen to grow. Can it just be her? Because if so, next week we're back. <sighs> Right, Gaius is chilling like, oh yeah, we totally showed him who's boss. Uh, it's not something to worry about. Literally next week, and the capital is being besieged by thousands of Vord. Right. And they're like, Gaius, you idiot. We're joining, we're joining the <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. The The Vord is a nightmare, and if even one of them escapes, you, you can't stop until you find it. Mm-hmm. So. Which is what DeRoga was doing. By the way, don't sleep on DeRoga being a Vord. Still. DeRoga the fourth Vord queen. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I'm surprised you brought that up, Luke. I was going to let it go, but... Yeah. I think I'm think I'm i still... I'm, I think it's still... I think it's still a possibility. Yeah, it's possible. He does give romantic advice like he was born yesterday, so... <laughs> okay. Let's get to reviews. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go go first. I very much enjoyed this book. I I don't don't think this is like super similar to what I said last time, but maybe it is. Uh, These are very like fun, quick reads. Mm. And they move very quickly, which I appreciate. The climactic battle at the end was very good. Uh, It felt like insurmountable odds once again, just like the last book. It felt like there was no way they could win. And then suddenly they did, which is nice. I do like that arc in a book. Um, It felt, it felt maybe a little simple at times Mm. of like, I kind of expected it to end the way that it did. Okay. But I don't think that took away from my enjoyment of it sure yeah so i liked it i didn't love it like it wasn't groundbreaking or earth shattering but it was cool it was neat yeah yeah i i largely agree there well this one i guess especially is you're right a fun read. fun quick um i will say like the the things that we've talked about a lot make it seem like a lot of the things aren't super well like thought out um i mean maybe there's (laughs) maybe there's explanations that were missing that make us seem like idiots but um i think that i'm i may be forgetting this but because the first one was so long ago but on on our subreddit um loner actual was the one i think that recommended this initially and i it's remember seeing something about the series starting out as like a weird prompt idea that was kind of funny um and I can kind of see it. It kind of feels like Jim Butcher had this like fun idea and like wrote a bunch of books that were like fun and interesting about it rather than like having this passion project of a specific story that he had thought out super well, which is not necessarily a a bad thing because again, it's very, they're, they're very fun reads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's just, there's some, some things about the world that I'm just like, eh, (laughs) i don't know yeah fair enough fair enough um okay so switching gears Mm -hmm. ever so slightly we're going back to brandon sanderson that's right next week we're going to continue with our stormlight archive journey we're going to be reading dawn shard which is a novella um it's a it's i think it's long for a novella but it's short enough that we're going to do it in one episode so for next week finish dawn shard it takes i think it takes place between oathbringer and the next full-length book um so obviously make sure that you've read all the books previously got to be sure you're caught up with us on the pod and we'll see you we'll see you next week for some hot takes and being dumb nerds